All right, welcome back to Six Pack Cinema. This week we're doing a TV show, Netflix's own Glow, the gorgeous ladies of uh, wrestling. This is episode 69, very nice. Guys, I have never been so excited about a TV show in the past three, four years. I love this, I didn't see it. You guys told me about it, I ignored it, and uh, we decided we're gonna watch it this week, and I blasted through it. 20 episodes, five days, kid, wife, career, all on hold to watch the show. <laughs> I admire the dedication there. Had to get had to be done. It's weird how Netflix does that. They make these so many series, they just throw it all at the wall. And like this one completely snuck up on me when it got released. Usually I, I search out what new shows are coming and then I'll like, oh, that one looks good. I didn't even see a trailer for this. I didn't see nothing. I just was I was in Denver at the time, I remember, like at an Airbnb and they had a smart TV and it just said maybe watch Glow, because it wasn't even my recommended. And I was like, Alice and Brie, Girls Wrestling, this looks pretty stupid and shitty. And then by like the first episode, as soon as like Mark Marin was on, I was hooked. I love it. I love it. This snuck up on me too. I I think I watched it a couple weeks after the first season came out. And it was only through Netflix recommending it to me. Yeah. I was like, well, I like Alice and Brie. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, man. It's it's weird how they do that because – like I didn't see posters. I didn't see anything for this show. And then this is this is the exact kind of show that we were looking for out of Battle of the Sexes, the tennis movie. Like it's hard yes. to do this comedy drama, eighties, like or or not even eighties, but like you know like de- like decade piece, period piece, period piece, yeah. mix of comedy, mix of drama. It's hard to do that. But a lot of shows try. And either it's way too corny or it's way too melodramatic. And I thought, you know, they found the balance of comedy and drama here. And it was like, I was a very fun watch. Agreed. Agreed. They, I, they, I feel like the first season relied a little bit more on the comedy, whereas the second season, it was hit you hard. almost like 90% drama. Uh, there was a little more balance than that. But you're right. There was, there was a lot, much more drama in the first season. I texted you guys halfway through the second season, like, this is... A lot heavier than the first one, and it was, it was, I was emotionally invested in each of the characters all at once, so it was kind of tough for me. Well, that's kind of how it happens because season one, all those secondary characters, it's kind of like The Office and Parks and Rec. Like all the secondary characters are just, they're literally just comic relief because you don't know that much about them. You just know the surface level, so they're just like the werewolf is just com like comedy and the 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 Madonna slutty girl, and then season two, you're like, okay, tell me more about these people. So they have to give you more backstory and like personal stuff, and you get to know them more, which is more drama, I guess. That's how like it would work. Mm-hmm. The more you know someone, the more you're gonna feel for them, I guess. And the yeah. plot has been set up by now, so it, it has just a little bit more time to breathe in each episode. I felt like the first five or six episodes of season one was mainly setting up what the series is gonna be. And now it has time to do, like, individual episodes on these characters. Yep. Well, I mean, this this whole series, I mean, I hope you guys picked up on it, or at least I hope I'm right. It's it's a soap opera. The whole the, the theme of the whole episode, of the whole series, was that these are soap opera actress, the lead, and she realizes that wrestling is just a soap opera, and she loved But in reality, the whole show, Glow, was a soap opera. Well, I mean, it just had, like, some, like, the cheating and all that, you mean? Well, I got a, I got a good list here. That I'm going to run through. All right. But the the soap operas, the reason why they are the way they are is, um, you are invested in each character's very personal story, and they interwine with each other more so than the overall story. So, it's. I mean, it's, I feel like a lot of good stories that aren't soap operas do that. Well, I mean, like, 
primetime soap operas are Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, like the whole Shonda Rhimes stuff. They they focus on like one character has a comic relief episode at the same time another character has a very deep heavy problem episode. You know, so they they have a bunch of characters going on. And I think that's just good television. No, it's but it's it's, soap it's opera like thing. it's. I mean, soap opera is a great way to tell a story, but the problem is that in the when they first created it, they created shit stories around them. What well, your definition of soap opera is different than mine. Like Shonda Rhimes, do you think her TV yeah, shows are soap operas? Oh, they're absolutely primetime. Not soap at operas. all. Yes, they are. I don't think so at all. No way. Okay, what's <laughs> what's what's your definition of soap opera? Like, like Days of Our Lives and yeah. really like <gasps> every every half well, episode. Very theatrical and dramatic. <clears throat> yeah, like it's almost a stage like play. Glow, like Glow, like the actual Glow was. Yes. Not like this show, Glow Like is. soap operas are like stage plays where they're overdoing everything on TV. So you're focusing on the negative parts of those I don't we, think that's negative. That's just what it is. Yeah, like, over, there are good soap operas, but they're still over dramatic. Yeah. Well, no, they, they're if you listen to a fan of soap operas describe a soap opera, it's like intensely going after like, well, he did this to that girl, and that girl did this to this girl, and this thing, you know. So it's uh, it's more about the personal stories that are inter intertwined than that, the overall story. Well, I mean, would you call Crash a soap opera? The movie? Yeah. Uh, because that's your definition right there. I guess, I mean, I guess maybe. It's a form of it, sure. Mm. By yeah. the way, fun fact, do you know why they call them soap operas? Because I don't want to die in the sill, but, like, do you know why they call them soaps? Mm, nope. No. Fun facts. So back in the 60s when they first became prevalent, all the stay-at-home wives would sit there and watch it, and you, if you're marketing, what do you target? Stay-at-home wives? You target them with, like, dish detergents and, like, house cleaners and shit. So those were the only commercials they had running through these things, which is soaps. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Fun facts. Fun facts. All right, well, I'm going to go keep going to my like little list of soap opera like storylines. And this is I just got through the first season. So, you're fucking your best friend's husband, a long-lost daughter, uh, an affair with a director, uh, miscarriage, you married a millionaire, dating a uh, dating tape resurfaces. Uh, I'm bad handwriting here. Uh whatever. Uh, abortion and uh the A League of Their Own move at the end of the first season. Replacements. A broken bone results in broken dreams. It's like that. that's, that's soap opera-like storylines. That's a lot of heavy shit all packed into 20 episodes. Yeah, I guess so. The cheating and the long-lost daughter are your biggest. Those yeah, are like those are the only crazy. two I'm giving you credit for there. Come on, miscarriage and abortion. Marrying a millionaire. Marrying, marrying a millionaire at the drop of a hat to... to Who married a millionaire? Uh, the Britannica. Redhead. Oh, she married uh, Bash. Bash. Yeah, Bash. To, to, to prevent her from be, be, being deported. Yeah, okay. okay All right. That's that, kind of soap opera -y. Okay. See, like, when you start thinking more about it, it's a little bit... Can we... Maybe, maybe we're me in between, because maybe I'm right. You're like a little bit like I'm thinking too much into it, but it's it's there. Sure. Yeah, it's there, but it's it's not... A, soap opera's bad acting and like bad production, and this was not that, so I don't think it's a soap opera. Well, you're th you're focusing on the bad parts of soap operas. No, but I think that's its distinct style. I don't think yeah. it's necessarily bad. It's supposed to be like that. Yeah. If you okay. Even good actors would look, come off that way in soap operas. Yeah, like James I mean, Franco. James Franco. Did, yeah. James Franco did a soap, and he changed his entire acting and tone. For like he did? a season. Yeah. 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 What, what soap opera did he do? 
I forget. I okay. you can Google it. I I won't. But okay, but I believe you. No, it it was like in two thousand like eight or two thousand nine. It was recent. I believe you. No, I, I'm just surprised I didn't hear about it. General Hospital. Okay. He, did, he was in the season of that. Yep. Yeah. Jesus. Well, All right. He loves getting around, so that's cool. Can we pivot to, I think, the big storyline that I, I want to discuss because I think they do it well is Allison Brie versus Debbie as best friends and as rivals because they, they do hold, it. Hold Sorry, hang on. You were breaking up for a sec. What was that? So it's start, start your point again. Allison Brie, uh, Ruth Wilder is her character versus Debbie. The, their, the, their whole situation and them being rivals and how – the show, the writers presented it to us, the viewer, because I they really tug at your heartstrings. Because when in the se- just jumping to the second season, when Debbie like fucks up her date and makes her stay late, you know, and like not letting her live her life, part of you is like, damn, Debbie's such a fucking bitch. I hate her. Then there's that nag in the back, You're like, yeah. Allison Brie well, ruined her marriage, so she's I got mean, some good points. And I mean, the, the way I describe it, like I was watching with my girlfriend, and the way I I like to look at situations like that, where the viewer like is clearly on Allison Brie's side because they're the writer in the show is making us li- she's like the protagonist. Her so yeah, she's a protagonist. That's the point of view but if get. Debbie was to tell her side of her story to her friends, you would fucking hate Allison Brie's character. Well, see, I think I mean. That was the beauty of the show is because you went back and forth because there was, like, whenever the camera was just on Debbie, like, dealing with her home or her kid or ex-husband, like that, you were like, wow, this poor girl. Her her life is in shambles. And at the same time, you felt for the girl who fucked up her life. So it was was a great balance. It was like a seesaw. Like, I felt bad for her and then felt bad for her, you know? I I feel like I felt way more bad for Debbie in season one. And this season, she was just kind of a bitch the whole way. She was – she – she – tried to turn heel and be like, fine, I'm the villain, I'm the villain. I'm going to be a producer, I'm going to ruin dates, I'm going to do all this shit, and then it all came to that screech, I'm going to break her fucking leg because I'm so upset, do cocaine, fine, I'll be the bad guy. And then it came to a screeching halt when she had to sell all her belongings and like was like... Well, that was like an episode or two before she broke her leg. Yeah, she broke yeah, she, she you're right. shit before him. You're right, so that was part of it. That was, I don't, that was like... It was part the, of the downroad spiral. Because when the, she sold everything and she ran into her ex-husband, who was like, no, I just wanted the same bed so it's an easy transition for the kid. Yeah, yeah no. Stupid bitch, why don't you try communicating? Fuck that assistant that called asking for the bed. Yeah, and by the way, if you're going to have the same furniture that, so that the, the baby can like be familiar, you start with the fucking couch, not your own like adult bed. You start with his crib, not your bed. Like That was, that was a bullshit um, excuse, I think. Oh, I, I thought it was presented very much in that it was supposed to be real. and he, Maybe it was, but I mean... She was like a psychopath during that time. But, I don't uh, think yeah, so. Sh- I, I no, think I, she I, was correct to freak out and not... Absolutely, she was. Yeah. She handled it right, but I mean, like, I think that guy was a, was a terrible excuse. Like, well, yeah, I wanted it to... You want your same exact model make mattress? Like, that? Like the kid's going to... He's a six-month-old. He's not going to know what make and model mattress he, you have. Yeah. Stupid. And, and speaking of the breaking her leg, that's when you know it's a really good show because I knew it was coming. Like you know, oh fuck, she's actually gonna hurt her. Oh fuck, she's actually gonna hurt her. And then I it ha- and then it happens, and I was still like, ah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was back and forth. I was like, oh, she's not gonna. Is she? She might. She's gonna do it. No, no, she's not gonna do it. And, and then when she just snapped, it's like, ah! yeah, I, I like screamed. Like, ah! yeah. yeah, I did a I did a gasp too. And for some reason, I never look at the little episode uh, snaps. Before, um, 
like the title. I, no, like the little description. Sure. And this was the only episode all season. I happened to look at it, and it was someone on the team gets injured. And so if you look at it with that, every wrestling match, it looked like someone was going to be injured. All the training ones, the entire episode. Oh, really? So the entire time I was like, oh, God, is it going to be fucking, I don't know any of the characters' names, but. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, it only matters if it was if it was Ruth or Debbie. Yeah. yeah. You know? What did you, I mean, what's your favorite side story? Ooh. I really like Marin's daughter. Okay. She was cool. Yeah. I liked how they handled his character arc and the way he spoke to her mom. And he was like, actually like really level-headed. And it's like, I just want to be involved. And I wasn't involved for 18 years, but he totally understood. He couldn't like take her. I thought that yeah. was really cool character development out of him to see like, he was just happy and like, just don't take her away from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I didn't I know if he was going to resort back to like an asshole. Fine. I don't need you anyway. And then like, he's fighting with her, but I thought he handled it perfectly. So I liked that little yes. back and forth there. And then it could be argued his character has had the most growth throughout the seasons. Oh yeah. And his, his, the, her mom mm-hmm. handled it pretty well too. So it was cool to see that not, they're not a couple, but they're both have this share a daughter or a child, mm-hmm. and uh, they were like reasonable. Like it was because it usually that would in a soap opera, I feel like it would head for like something terrible, and like, and it was kind of there. Custody battle, yeah, ch- a custody battle, or like just like enemies or something terrible. But they kind of like resolved it nicely. I thought it yeah. was, I thought that episode was handled really well. I liked it. Well, he, he, there's no way he would go through a custody battle. That's just not his character. He, he, he would throw his hands up and say, fuck it, before that even happened. He was worried about losing her, and he didn't care. He, losing her, to him, meant like not having any contact with her. He, he didn't care if, he was, like, if she was living with him or not, but he just wants to be like, In her so life. she knows like, yeah. that, that yeah. they're there. You know. Yep, and yeah. I love that they took that moment where us as an audience, like, oh, shit, uh, Mark Marone, whatever his name is, what's his name? Aaron. Marin, Mark Marin, he's Sam. Sam. No, his name's Sam. Sam's Sam. grown. Like, Sam is, like, a nice guy now. He's a really nice guy. And you think, oh, Allison Bree's going to see the good in him, and she's going to want to go with that relationship. But it's the exact opposite because the wife gives her the advice is, like, don't go with someone who's on and off. Go with someone who's, like, always stable or something like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, shit, that was the pivot point where Sam matured and handled it like an adult, and he was awesome with his daughter. But Allison Bree didn't fall in love with him there she like actually realized to go to the other guy that was kind of cool yeah but in that moment i laughed out loud when he like walked through the uh the dance to go catch her before she walked to the door and then he like flagged down the mother he's like we don't keep secrets from each other like (laughs) that's such a fucking like dad thing to say and like he was yeah it's good i I also love because there was a time where you could see him encouraging her to run off no but that was beautiful like when yeah. he was explaining, he's like, "Don't who gives a shit what I think? It's yeah. what you think, and you think you want to do do this like that. That whole yeah. like little spiel, yeah, was incredible. It's like good. that's that's a model dad, just to to be that kind of guy. Well, in that well, moment, in that yes, moment, in honestly. that moment, I'm not sure I know he's not years a model of dad. Absentee fatherhood before, yeah, but for an 18 year absentee father, he crushed it. Yeah, yeah. well, in was, his defense, he didn't know she existed. So, I moving on to the the guy that. Um, Alison Brie chooses who I can't think of his name either cameraman doorknob 
uh, I liked how they played his character the first couple episodes of season two. We were like, is he a creep? Is he not a yeah. creep? He just like shot porn he has the, the mustache guy, but like, he, kind of underlying creep. Yeah, yeah. He came across as a total creep the first. And they gave him a porn stash too, just for good measure. Yep. Just to feed into that. My favorite character, or my favorite side story, is Miku Pichu and the men wrestlers. It's a good one. Like how they saw what she was doing, her brothers in season one, and then like respected her and like helped. And then the stealing of the moves, and then wearing the shirt, and like and them coming into the show, and like it all being like respectful and nice in the end. I thought yeah. I thought the character development both times, both seasons, was fun for her and so rewarding for her. Yes, yes, and, and th- I do feel sure. like that also goes against your soap opera theory, because in a soap opera that would be dragged out and be the rift in the family. Let's call it this mo- was handled more realistically. Let's call it modern soaps because they've learned from the mistakes. Okay, <laughs> all right, and that was such a little sister move to be like jamming that oversized T-shirt as a, like a billboard. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was wonderful. Uh, my favorite side story was uh, the whole development of Bash. Because, like he's originally like, the Playboy millionaire to the really pathetic mama's boy who's fighting for every just like nickel and dime. He was hilarious. It's great. I he thought in great. season two he was like majority of the comic relief. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at first I was I was skeptical because I didn't like the way he was doing the um, announcing. I was like, wow, this is just kind of shitty. But then I, I saw some clips of like the original the real show. The dude should get an Oscar or what? And I mean, for mimicking the original guy because it was balls on accurate. Like this, the <laughs> high pitched voice, the shitty comments. It was, it was, so, it was like I was watching the real thing. So fun fact: look, look at that. Look, look back at the at the YouTube's, and the, it's it's pretty apparent that he's nailing it. Yeah, no, he was really good. Um, all right, what about um, the new when character? He's gay, right? What I couldn't. He's, gay. he's not gay. I don't I know. Thought that's I th- the whole thing. I thought he, he was gay with, with his, his butler. butler. Yeah, and his butler clearly had AIDS. Yeah, no, but he was a child. I mean, he lived with his butler in season one, so he wasn't just a child. Well, no, he was a child because his butler was his best friend growing up. I got the gay vibe as well, and love I her. think he's supposed to be in the closet. Didn't and that's she? Part didn't... of the reason he's freaking out near the oh. end is because he thinks he might have AIDS too. Part of the reason he may have AIDS too. I thought. Didn't he bring Miku Pichu to a gay bar at one point? Because they were looking yes. for him. He didn't know that was a gay bar. That, that's the biggest thing, because he showed up to this bar. It was all men. He, that's when he realized his, his, his butler was gay. Oh, no. That was I, a big, I, no, that was, that was was a big revealing moment. they got there, and he just didn't want to bring Machu Picchu and the other girl there. Because he, no, he argued with them beforehand. No, and, he argued. He, with, when he said he was going there, they said, we're going with you. And he argued with them. And then they got there, and he's looking around all nervous. I am, I'm, ninety percent sure that he's there's there's no tipping point for him being gay. I, I don't think oh. he was gay. I, I thought it was very very heavily hinted in the first season. That all right, I'm gonna Google it real quick. Out. Glow, yeah. was Bash gay, and we'll see what comes up. <laughs> this is great radio. Oh, it is. Yeah, he was gay. Fuck you. What the <laughs> the head of the article? Is, the headline of the article is. Chris Lull takes Glow's wonderful handling of Bash's big secret. Mm. Yep. Did he, does he not know he's gay? Yeah, I think so. The, this article is trying to say that we saw him realize he was gay. 
That's I, I, I'll believe that. Glow never formally confirms that Florian and Bash are gay or the exact nature of their relationship. Instead, the series relies on context. Bash flexing in front of a mirror decorated by photos of his favorite male wrestlers or weeping by the pool while his house is power cleaned after Florio's death. Those guys, that's article. Those aren't gay things. Those are like, he's not allowed no. to cry when his butler dies? Jesus Christ. It's, it's his best friend. It's, he called him his butler, but he was his best friend, and he paid him that. To, that. But the, I definitely but think the, Bash is gay. But he is gay, but those are bad examples by this author because okay. like the actor is saying, I thought it was good how he handled it. I will. I'll say this. Uh, he was in love with his friend Florian. Okay. I'll okay. say he, he didn't know. I mean, he he's was, definitely gay though. Shane. I don't. I don't think he realized that he was had a physical like love for him until like they realized he was gone. Mm-hmm. All right. What we, we saw. We saw him piecing his life together. What'd you guys think of Cherry Bangs going away and then coming back and then the the new junk chain? That was weird. Did that do anything for honest. you? The whole like I, you don't you don't you don't. Go after a role and and get the lead role, and then finding out later that oh shit she can't read lines. That just yeah, it it kind of felt like there was some dispute with the actress if she couldn't do the show or not. So they'd written her like written her out in season one, and then she came back because mm. she could actually do the show more. My thing was I think they they made Cherry Bang out to be a bigger part of the audience's emotions than she was like I wasn't when they replaced her with junk train. I was like, Oh yeah, that, that person went to go do a TV show. And I had no hopes or wishes or wants to see her. Like I, it wasn't like, Oh, I hope she comes back. I hadn't. And then when like she started coming back, it was like, I don't care about this. No, I feel like I you mean, think uh, I care more, about, more than I care. The only part that I liked about her being back was her husband being the ref. Yes. That was the only benefit, really. Yeah. Her, her husband's in probably my favorite secondary character, b- besides um, Marin's daughter. Yeah. Okay. I liked when they all. Funny. I liked when he had them all present ideas for their own like matches, and they all just changed their characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the poor girl, the uh, the, the was Indian? it uh, Be- Beirut, the terrorist. Yeah, Beirut. Oh. <laughs> Boy, was she pissed. I loved that. Yeah, it was pretty good. How did um, you guys feel about that whole subplot this season where she discovers she's gay? With junk like change? Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, another person who didn't know they were gay. Wow. But we believe this one. Yeah, but I think Dave. I think Bash was gay, and he knew yeah, he, he was gay. Yeah, he is gay. But I he think he wasn't out. But this girl, I don't even – she just got sucked into the junk chain stripper. Chola yeah. chick. That'll shank well, I mean, dick. she she was – she's obviously raised to a very strict set of values, and she immersed herself in – um. Medical school, which you have no time to think of anything else. So. She's experimenting for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is the, she. At least comes off as a type of girl who like has a relationship and a fling, and then afterwards is like, all right, well that was fun. Yeah, and, and as fun as this little storyline is, there's no chance that Junk Chain Latino Junk Chain falls for her because they're in two different leagues. I don't know. She cleans mm-hmm. up well. Yeah, not really. You saw them on the bus at the end, all cuddling. Not really. Yeah, I know, but. I have I have some some um, chauvinistic man things to say. Sure. What's okay, this will be good. Debbie Egan's body mm-hmm. is the most like sexy, but also incredibly intimidating thing. Like when they showed her in, when they showed her in the shower, like they shoot her as huge, like tall and big, but like her ass and boobs are incredible. 
league yeah. big. <laughs> okay. And I'm like scared and turned on at the same time. Yeah, she was uh, she was thick in the right. She was she was thick in the right places. Yeah, I think that was a show. Like not only like that's her dominance. Like not only was she dominating with the actress, like the whole angle, her attitude, but she had the the swing to put it, put it behind it too. She was yes. fire in all fronts. I think it was meant to show her. Yeah, like you said, she was. I don't know if she actually was, but she felt she's better than everyone else there, and that's meant to show like. Even she just gave birth, and she looks phenomenal. Yeah. How do you cheat on that, man? That's just stupid. That's the most unbelievable storyline in the whole part. Why she marries that schmuck, and then he cheats on her. Dumb. Um, And how about Allison Brie? They, like, made her hard to look at. And she's very – she's so attractive. And they they made her look very plain Jane and boring. People said they just – she just didn't have makeup. I think she did have makeup on to make her look worse. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. She had to have. And also, but, like, she's a... Oh, but when she's dressed up as Zoya? Yeah, because there's a lot, oh, of, yeah. a lot of makeup on there. But, <laughs> but what, what I found was very interesting is the, the 80s style with the whole, like, really high-up leotard and shit like that. That compliments Debbie's body. And she's, she's like, timeless hot. Like, she's gorgeous today, and she, like, really fit in well with that those clothes back then. Alison Brie, she's gorgeous today, but you throw that, like, high-waisted unitard on, it's like, well... I liked it. Oh, I I like it when she's dressed up as Zoya. That's what I I'm don't, saying. Well, no, Zoya is fine, but like when she was like training and shit, like her body was just—it felt like a little kid's body. The, the, it was weird. The leotards were like, I was like, this is this is too little. This is how's what's going yeah. on? You like they went up to the sides of their like weight, their like uh, rib cage. It was nuts. Yeah, that was normal back then. I think that was just the style. Yeah, I don't. It, think was. it was like. But you were supposed today. to wear, like, long leggings with it, I thought. But, no, they were just, like, rocking it bare. Yeah. I mean, she got a really, like, boring haircut. But how about the confidence that Allison Bree's character, like, exuded when she was in her character versus her normal life? That was mm-hmm. really cool to watch. Like, as it was kind well, of – you want to say, like, how am I trying to say? Like, if someone did that when you were around, you'd be like, dude, you're kind of a, a loser. Like, stop. Like, you're too into it. You're too into it. Mm-hmm. But she was genuinely, like, made her so happy that it was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. It was great seeing how Zoya helped her character, like, her real-life person, come out of the shell a bit. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys, what was your favorite, like, major 80s point? There, there was por- portions of the, sh- the series that was, they did something that I was like, wow, this is, like, super 80s. Like, uh, my, my... My favorite one was the, the mall intro. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yes, that was very good. That's the old. That's like pure eighties. And uh, other things were like the PSA campaign, the uh, the rapping, the rap song in the ring. Yeah, uh, the rap from the first season was probably mine. That was so painfully awkward when she just got in there and started doing like it was like the Super Bowl oh, shuffle yeah. type thing. Hey, so the Super Bowl shuffle is amazing. But it was awkward while she just jumped in there like as one person. Yeah, it was. Mm. It was but it was totally eighties. I loved, I loved it. But and totally accurate. They actually yeah. did that. And the but the mall intro was perfect. Yes, I liked the mall intro. I liked um, the when they showed like the whole episode. I actually didn't like it that much because I was like, yo, I wouldn't watch this if this was on TV. So I don't really want to watch just the episode. We should dive into that a little bit because that, I feel like that's like um, that's like episode seven of um, Stranger Things too. It's a little polarizing. mm Hmm. I didn't like it. 
because I, I was I just, just kept waiting, waiting. Like, okay, get out of this and show me like the behind the scenes stuff again. And I couldn't, I couldn't shake the feeling. Like, if I was watching this, like, where the fuck is the wrestling? It's a wrestling mm-hmm. show, and you have like eighty percent acting. Yeah. Granted, they were trying to do their own thing, and but it was just. I did love Allison Bree's um, twin sister in Russia <laughs> plotline. Like, I, I genuinely, I laughed a little bit. I was like, that's funny. See, I, I thought like the, the first half was like stupid, but like when she's on the table and Zoya is the doctor, I was like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's like a perfectly cheesy '80s twist. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a soap opera twist right there. There you go. You're coming around. <laughs> Say so that I, again. When I he said it was perfect '80s and soap opera, and I said he's coming around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I post uh, I posted on on Instagram today saying that it, it it was not only a great show it might have been like more than just a show. Okay. What, what do you, you think? Mean by that? I, because yeah, what I do you mean by that? I don't know, know if I agree with that. In today's climate, with uh, the Me Too movement, the the Times Up movement, women's women's rights and and all like everything going wrong in the world in the entertainment. This one, do you think it's like? This is like the golden standard for for little girls to watch and be empowered. Because I feel like it is. I don't know, it's, man. There's a lot of catty yeah. shit too. Like there's like yeah. cheating on each cheating on your best friend. Like, but who loses the most out of that one? The guy. True. I, I get what you're saying, but I don't know. It's, I don't. Think it's it just is. a really good TV show to me. But, it, yeah. but if let's just like indulge me a little bit and talk about this. I mean. Uh, she, the star of the show, um, comes out of retirement from being a stay at home mom because she doesn't have to be just a mother. She can be a, uh, a working woman too. And she becomes a producer of the TV show and she fights tooth and nail for these guys to accept her. So the, the, the director and bash Sam and, and bash, they looked like complete dickheads the entire time when they were excluding her. They, they weren't, they thought they were being funny and, and joking each other. And like the camera on them, it was like, wow, dicks. So a point for the for the female w- w- woman, the female woman. Yes. Um, I don't know. What do, you, do you guys feel? No, this I at just all? feel like it's just a good TV show. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't. You're making it into what I don't want it to be. I just wanted exactly. to make well, it a th- TV no, show. No, I think I think it was perfectly done so subtly that it was it was that without bothering anybody. Like it wasn't being like too preachy. It wasn't preachy at all, so yeah. Exactly, it wasn't preachy at all. But I think like that, that, it was all great stuff. Yeah, it was like a I think good, it's fun less comedy. of empowering. I think it's more an accurate reflection of the entertainment industry at that time. You think that was accurate for that time? You think that some the studio producer, a uh, studio executive, tried to fuck the the lead, and got well, the you show know this canceled? is a true story. No, I'm saying, but do you but uh, do you think that's that's like accurate at the time for the director? To be like, oh, great, I thought it was my fault, and then go beat the shit out of that guy's car. No questions asked. Like yeah, that's Yeah, I'm sure there were good yeah. guys and bad guys back then. There are today still. No, yeah. there, there, there are more good guys today. I think that was more rare back then. I think it, back then it was been like, well, why don't you, like what Debbie said, why don't you just take one for the team? Oh, fuck Debbie. And that. I was yeah, so, because yeah. I, I was conflicted as a viewer. I was like, what? What are you talking about, Debbie? I, I is she right? Like, should she have? What is? What's going on? And then when uh, Sam reacted the way he did, I was so happy. I was like, "Thank it was God!" Relieving, it was so relieving. relieving. Yeah, yeah. I was that. That was a good, good thing to bring up. That that was pissed me off. Yeah, that was that was probably the lowest moment for for Debbie's character. And that includes like breaking a leg. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was lower. Like, super violent abuse. Like yeah. saying, you yeah. should have been a whore. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Um, so we... Fine. I, I guess I'm on an island there. I feel like other people will probably think think the same way I do, but it was... I'm applauding you for being so subtle that it was there, but not, like, pushing it in your face. So we'll move on. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Well, my favorite episode, I've, I, I want to, like, change my answer because I, I freaked out on Twitter after episode seven was the um, the hospital. That was scene. good. The montage yeah, and stuff. That. I said that was, like, probably the best episode. Yeah, you were texting me separately going yeah, off I was, about how amazing it was. I was like, yeah, it was, it was a fun montage. But, af- but yeah, but after stewing on it and thinking about it, my favorite one have to be like I was uncomfortable at the time, but the uh, it was called Mother of All Matches, and following um, was it the the welfare queen up to Stanford to meet her son, and then some guy recognizes her, calls her welfare queen, and the son gets all bullshit and he brings her back down like that was, that whole episode, because at the same time. Debbie is just dealing with the shit of like selling her whole house. So it's like two yeah. mothers dealing with like oh dude and really then, tough times. And then welfare queen um, before Breaking they go and crying. before they go and fight. Debbie's like I forgot to pick my son up from daycare and she's like oh, I left my son millions of times. It happened to you? It happens to every mother. Like I was like fuck. She really is like the episode's called like Battle of Two Moms or whatever. And it's M- like, mother of all matches. Yeah, mother of all matches. Like yeah, she really is like good and she is. bad. I like that yep. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah was that great. was that was a good one. And, and I also a- liked because they set it up that you think her son is gonna hate it completely and like disapprove of her, and you can tell it's not oh. for him, but he's supporting her. Well, no, he he hated it, he hated it, but he loves the fact that his mother is doing something good. Like she she's yeah. okay with it, and it's just like, well, my mom's okay with it. She yeah, yeah that's doing. what I'm saying. Like he, it's not for him, but he's supporting yeah. her either way. Yeah. But he, I mean, when when they handed her, her when Debbie handed her the apron and started chanting, "Get a job." Oh, so mean. Mean. that was rough. Yeah. I mean, they didn't they didn't usually they, they exploited the stereotypes in the show a ton, mm-hmm. but they didn't really go into it that hard except for this episode. Well, Beirut, the terrorist just going. Well, that's one thing. But like having <laughs> having they, but they don't like have the uh, the audience chant like die terrorist around her either, you know? Yeah, you're right. So that was that was a good next level of like fan engagement to just belittle this poor woman. Good show. Yeah. Are we rating it in conclusion? Yeah. Cause, yeah, we're yeah. going to rate it. All right. All right. So what do you guys want to do? Let's do uh, popcorns first. How, how do you feel? Entertainment score. There's got to be fives across the board, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I was engulfed in it. For new listeners, we do uh, popcorn, which is out of five, which is just watchability, rewatchability, how much did you enjoy entertainment, yeah. how much did you enjoy watching it. Just like a free-minded, like just gut reaction. Like I, I really like this. And now we're going to do critic score, which is more takes in production value, all, all the things that would go into being an Academy, nomi- yeah, Academy nominated thing. I'll go first, and I'm going to give it an 85. I think it's great, okay. but I think it's still not that level of, I don't know, what would I compare to, like, like Mad Men in its best years or like a serious drama, like compelling. It's still at its core kind of a kitschy comedy, but it's done really well. So I'm not going to go like high 90s with the critical score, but it's very, very good. No, I, I agree with that, and I had written down my score before, and I'm giving it an 87. Huh. So right around what you're doing it. For the same reasons, it's very good at what it is, 
But I feel like for a TV score or a TV show to get one of, like high nineties, it needs to be like a, almost a once in a generation. It's not. It's not getting nominated for best new series. No, it is, but it is. It just got nominated for the best Emmy, Com- best comedy, best comedy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Comedy is the one where they like throw a bone to TV shows. No, but it's still. I mean, they have two different ca- categories, and you can't throw those in a drama. I mean, it's yeah. It's so it's going up fits. against Big Bang Theory. Both. It's going up against other ones, and we'll probably lose because <laughs> the Big Bang Theory last year. Dude, fuck that. So they're gonna give it to that. What are you giving it, Chan? All right, hold on. I gotta come back to you guys. I was just gonna Google which ones are uh, up for the Emmy. Um, I'm going to knock my score down a little bit because I feel a bit embarrassed. I, I had a higher, but it's, it's still very high. Wow. Uh, I'm going, with, we bullied I'm going you. with 94. 94? down? 94. Jesus. Jesus. What did you have? I was going 96 before, but I'll take it down 94. It was excellent. It was – I didn't see anything wrong with it. I maybe – I saw a little bit more than you guys, I guess. Uh, I read into it a little bit more. Yeah, you did have like a whole – you politicized it and Crazy we didn't. Things, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, this was much I, I more was, than a kitschy comedy to John. It was more than a kitschy it's comedy. It's a Bible now. <laughs> it was more than just a fucking comedy, man. It was. It was. It's a well done comedy. Your daughter well turned. Your daughter turned sixteen. You're like time to watch Glow. Sixteen, <laughs> fucking twelve, man. This is this is. I may watch. I may have her sit it down, and watch it every birthday. All this right. is this is good stuff. Check out Allison's Breeze cheating tits. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to censor, it. I'm gonna censor it a little bit, right? You I hold mean, your hand over the screen. Don't look at this one. Over, over her face, man. Much more oh, coverage. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, I loved it. Um, that I thought the, uh, what was it? The depth cueing for all the, fo- the focal racking was excellent the there whole way go. through. There you go. It's pretty nice. Um, the music, I mean, the music. We didn't even talk about that, but the music Ooh, going. I do love the soundtracks. Yeah. I, I, I'm on the iTunes uh, soundtrack right now. I listen to it to and from work every day. It just gets you jacked up. Wow. It's amazing. You got to try. The, the first, the least song is I Am a Warrior, which you just, I mean, you can't not get happy if you listen to I Am a Warrior. Can't not get happy about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sticking with 94. Strong, strong opinion. What's up nice. with our average at? 87 plus 85 plus 94 divided by three. That'll get you there. Fuck, man. You're, maybe doing well, you're the guy who normally usually, does it. <laughs> right, 80, uh, 85 plus 87 plus 94 divided by 3, 88.6. 89. All right. We always round up. we closest one, so 89. Yes. No, that, that works. I know. I feel like that's a, that's a good spot to put it. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm okay with that. So uh, five popcorns and 89%. That's, that's a solid. That, that's almost That's a must watch. Yes, you should. Everyone yeah. should watch it. Yeah, this definitely gets the six pack must watch. And if you're listening yep. to this right now and you haven't seen it yet, you're a fucking weirdo. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's great stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks guys for listening. Uh, check us out every Monday. Or well, this is gonna be Tuesday because we're a day late. Sorry about that. Every Monday we have reviews. Every Friday we do the entertainment news wrap up for the week. Uh, check us out on, on Instagram at Six Pack Cinema. DM us. Follow us. Interact with us. It's always awesome. Uh, Twitter, same thing. It's so, always uh, awesome. It's always awesome. Always awesome. We appreciate That's our new catchphrase. We appreciate your uh, your support. So thanks, everyone. All right. See you Take next care. week. Take care. See ya.